0: GIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great
1: guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Welcome to Manson Mitchell. My name is Lauren Archer, and I'll be your guest host today while Gary and Suzanne are away. And helping me with today's show is our fabulous producer Benny Mathers. Benny, how are you doing in the studio this morning? Hi,
0: good, Lauren. Welcome back, and good to see you again.
1: Thank you. Yeah. It's great to be here in this fabulous setting that you create for us with Aww. all this positive energy and positive vibes.
0: Thank you very much. I'm just missing some of the snowflakes kind of behind me. It seem to
1: be no like- kidding. We've got snow- we've got frost on the rooftops here in Seattle yep. this morning. Close yep. enough, I guess we can go with that. Yep, yeah, we uh, hope everyone is having a wonderful December morning. And uh, I am excited to share our guest today because, you know, we are in a world where there's so much division. There is so much separation. People are having challenges in family relationships, in love relationships, in professional relationships. Today, we're going to be talking all about relationships from the lens of astrology The topic of our conversation is Your Astrological Love Language, Finding True Compatibility in Relationships. And I'm so excited to introduce you to our amazing guest, Meredith Fromke. Meredith is a master evolutionary astrologer who specializes in love and relationships. She's an intuitive reader, medium, motivational life coach and founder of Soul Navigation, where she teaches in-depth astrology, moving way past those cliches of sun signs and horoscopes and really getting into those deeper realms of the soul. So Meredith is going to help us understand more about ourselves and those we love in the context of astrology. So welcome, Meredith. Thanks so much for being with us today.
0: Hi, Lauren. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here with you guys.
1: I'm so excited. We've got so much to talk about. I want to start out by just bringing up, you know, why is it that some relationships are naturally harmonious and feel super easy and others are, let's just say, a little bit more challenging and Mm -hmm. feel hard. And you know, people hear things about astrology, and I know a lot of people dismiss it outright, but can you help us just set up a little context about what we need to know? What are some of the myths and misperceptions and how can we look at astrology and the planets and the stars to help us be more compassionate with ourselves and others as we look at relationships? So I know that's you know, a big topic. Where do you want to I start? love that
0: question and I can kind of distill it down. Um I'm a MythBuster, and I got involved in astrology over 25 years ago and it took a long time to see past the stereotypes. It's really quite a lure, you know, to do TikTok astrology, if you will, you know, and, and Aries and a Sagittarius are supposed to go together and a, and a cancer and an Aries are not supposed to go together and get trapped in those truths, if you will. And I use the word truths with, um, air quotes, because it it really isn't true that two signs are not compatible. What the truth is, is how much do you want to learn? How much do you want to grow inside this relationship? So over the course of 25 years, I've seen every combination you can even imagine. Um and 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 so I'd love to talk about some of those myths and how to find true compatibility and what it means when you read, you read in the horoscope or you read in the newspaper. Oh my gosh, I'm a Virgo and I'm not supposed to be with a Pisces. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just
1: not true. Yeah. Well, so that, that brings up that whole notion of when you say, how much do you want to learn? Right. So when, when somebody gets, you know, they know that their, their sun sign is Mm -hmm. a particular sign and that's all they know about their chart. So how can, you know, what, what else should people take into consideration as they're starting to explore this?
0: That is, I love your questions. They're so good, Lauren, you know, astrology is, I don't do sun sign astrology. Sun sign astrology is just talking about Your sun signs. I do. Right. Like that means
1: like everybody who's born under the sign of, say, Aquarius, right? It's natural for people to say, well, that it can't possibly be true that everybody who's under one sign is the same.
0: Exactly. And, you know, when I got involved with this 25 years ago, I was like, this has got to be a bunch of, you know, garbage. There's no way I am the same as everyone else. So Mm -hmm. I understand that. And, you know, there's no, two charts that are the same. There are no two Sagittariuses. there are no two Virgos that are the same. Even twins have a different chart. And I call the chart and we have to look at all of the planets in the universe, you know, where everything was, um, at the time you were born. And I call that the blueprint of your soul. It's sort of, if you came with an instruction manual mm. or a secret code around, um, who you were born to be in this lifetime and where all of the planets are in the universe at the moment you were born, where the moon was, where the sun was, where Mercury was, where Venus was makes, um, a storyline about you and your life. And I'm an evolutionary astrologer. So I'd look at one more thing that is so potent and so, um, powerful and that is the nodal access and that's getting in a little bit deeper but that's what an evolutionary astrologer does is they look at that nodal axis, so they can also see where you came from and where you are headed
1: all right so, so i'm going to pause there because we're using words that average people may not quite understand yeah. so first what i heard you say is you're looking at the chart as a blueprint yes so when we look at a chart it's like it's it's a little bit like a map right? Yes. So it's a map of the sky at the time a person was born.
0: Yes. And it puts where they were born as the center of the universe. So it's the sky. It's the universe actually from their perspective.
1: Okay. And so we're looking at more than just where the sun was. Yes. We're looking at where was Mercury, where was Venus and how all those things relate to an individual. And it's just, it's so amazing to me that, that these things can actually have an influence.
0: Absolutely. And so inside compatibility, sun sign astrology, or if you go look in the, in the newspaper, um, they will most often be just referring to your sun sign, where the sun was at the time you were born. And like you mentioned earlier, it's just, it's too Uh, divisive. It's not unique enough. Mm -hmm. And that's the truth. So Mm -hmm. you have to look at where was the moon at the time you were born and where were all these other planets. And a lot of astrologers and in in advanced astrology, they do even more than just the planets, but we won't do that today. I won't Mm -hmm. do that to you today. Well,
1: uh, yeah, I know. It's like we could go so deep because, um, you know, Meredith, just for full disclosure, is a dear friend of mine and uh, has been doing readings for me for years. And uh, I find it super valuable. It's amazing. So I can't hardly wait for her to share. So I want to talk about, um, let's talk about relationships Mm -hmm. and what planets or nodes or what, what things do you look at? in somebody's chart that will give us a clue in terms of you know their how how they love and and how they connect with others um what what are some things that people can start wrapping their brains around
0: i love that and so the first thing i would tell a person is you know and a lot of young kids are using costar so you would be shocked at how many people know exactly where all their planets are just from the app costar But um, they should really get their chart, their whole entire chart. And the chart is where all those planets were at the time they were born. So what's really interesting, here's another myth that I have for you. And that is a lot of astrologers or, you know, um, I should say, when you first start out in astrology, you think to look at Mars and Venus. Just like, you know, Dr. John Gray, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, and there mm-hmm. is truth in that. However, as I'm getting older and 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 wiser, um, I've learned to really look at the planet Mercury because at the end of the day, Mercury is the planet of communication. At the end of the day, if your Mercury is not in harmony with your partner's Mercury or Um, their communication planet, you're not going to be able to express your Mars and Venus. Mm -hmm. So your Mars is your sexuality. Your Venus is the love planet. And um, a woman, a woman's chart, if she's heterosexual, will her Mars will be the type of man she's attracted to. And for a man, his Venus and his moon will be the type of woman he's attracted to. That's in a
1: heterosexual couple.
0: So, um, and I could do, I could do it in reverse too. Yeah. So. And we could
1: go down a path of gender too, and how yes. you, the, the, where your planets are and how they relate to each other, uh, matter fluence. Yeah. It matters, you know, uh, how you express your masculinity or femininity. So just for the record here, we, yes. uh, embrace all, uh, expressions of, yes. of gender, but yes, please continue.
0: And so if you are a, a gay man, let's say, and you like other men, then you're going to look to your Mars to see what you are sexually attracted to. So it it's quite complex. But for just people listening, I would really look at where is your Mars? Where is your Venus? Where is your moon? Where is your sun, of course? And then I would look at the expression of all of that is going to lie in your Mercury. So you really have to look at what signs these planets are in. And then for your partner, what what sign their planets are in as well and see how they interact. And then I can give you a little tiny cheat sheet on what goes well with each other if you want.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 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 on your website, which we will will circle people back to, but soulnavigation.com, you can you have beautiful charts that people can download yes. themselves. They can do a little DIY, right? And then you've got some of the interpretation in there. So just for those looking to have this done, um, I I don't know if now's a good time, but I'm I kind of want to slip a story in here. Okay, good, please. I want to slip in a story of my partner, Christian, and I. Uh, We've been together 11 years now, and I came to see you during this one little window of time when we had first started dating. We were only about nine months into our relationship, and we broke up for a little while. And I had this appointment scheduled with you, and I said, ah, don't bother looking at his chart because we broke up. (laughs) (laughs) And luckily, you didn't listen to me, and you pulled it up anyway. And we, you looked at some of the different compatibilities and you said, it is rare. You are probably not going to find this level of compatibility. And so when I, when I look at that and I see uh, where it is, so I look at, he, he has Mars, Venus, and Mercury all in Pisces. And my moon is in Pisces Mm -hmm. and, um, and to me, so I actually wanted to look at that when I was first dating him, because it's like, is this person too good to be true? Because he was so gorgeous and so accomplished and so, um, you know, really good, a good communicator. And, uh, I was like, is he, you know, BSing me? Is this like some sociopath who's telling me a (laughs) lie? Am I going to get hurt? And by looking at those things and seeing that it's in Pisces, what that said to me is, here's someone who has very high ideals, who mm-hmm. wants something that's really kind of dreamy and wonderful. So no, it's not BS. It's, it's authentic. So I don't know if you want to speak to that a little bit about how, yes, how we can I look at those I things love-
0: I love that story because it's exactly what I was talking about. So You had just said that his Mars, his Venus and his Mercury are in Pisces and your moon is in Pisces. So what that says is, I mean, right there, that is just the jackpot. I also know that you have a sun sign compatibility in addition to that. Mm -hmm. But when you get something like that, like I have chills right now with you just repeating it, it is so rare. So this This man, his sexuality, his love capacity and his, his mind, his communication. So that's Mars, Venus, and Mercury are all going to sit in perfect alignment with your heart. Mm -hmm. And that is rare. So you are going to feel for the most part, emotionally gotten, you know, Mm -hmm. with this man. And Mm -hmm. so of course I was like, no, we can't throw this relationship away. We've got to try again. Let me give you some tips and tools and insight into where he's coming from. And so we not only salvage the relationship here, you are happy and in love. And you have one of the most beautiful relationships I've seen in real life, not just on astrology paper.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So true. So those tips and tools that is the the value there too i think so when people are either challenged in a relationship mm-hmm. or you know wanting to understand more about their relationship uh they can come to you and you can take a look at you know cuz what if, what if somebody's in a relationship and the planets aren't, you know, lining up quite like that? um, How can you help give them some information on how, how to make it work? Because so often what you just said, you know, we're, we're so quick to throw relationships away, Um, but there's much more we can learn.
0: Yeah. And some people feel like love isn't supposed to be hard. You're not supposed to have to work at love. Well, if you get a chart that just really doesn't have a lot of um, tentacles into the other person's chart. If your planets don't make a lot of aspects to the other person's, um, planets, you're going to probably have a lot to learn. This is going to be a growth relationship, not saying yours isn't. I'm just saying that I look at those challenges as let's don't throw this away, but let's learn what the lessons are going to be that you're going to have in this relationship. And then let me ask you, are those lessons you want to learn? And some people are like, no. And other people are like, I don't mind that lesson. I'll learn that lesson. So, um, so, um, one of the things I do is on YouTube, I teach real astrology and I go into the depths of real astrology way past your sun sign. If I just looked at your sun sign, if you don't mind me saying, you're an Aquarius, he's an Aries that goes really well together. But that's not going to show us any of the challenges that you were feeling. We have to look deeper into the challenges. And so what astrology really does is it builds compassion, thoughtfulness, sympathy, and empathy, and ultimately the ultimate forgiveness for another person's human flaws. That's what I love about it.
1: Oh. Getting chills. Yeah, that is so beautiful. And this can work in family relationships and business yeah. partnerships. I yeah. mean, it's wonderful for love, but just understanding those compatibility things. So, you know, I know this is, it's a huge question. You can't summarize all of all of the signs, but are there some general rules of thumb um, when we're looking at relationships? What are the first couple of things that uh, people should, should look for? In
0: a Well, church? I would say, let's just talk about signs not not necessarily planets okay, okay. So the signs go through the zodiac aries through pisces okay and if you're just wanting to you know take your chart and take their chart and say okay are these compatible by sign um it gets deeper than that but we won't go there you have to look at aspects too but we're not going to look at aspects today that's too much but here's a quickie here's a quickie little Um, way to memorize how the signs go together. So we know that signs like their own elements. So fire signs like fire signs, water signs are compatible with water signs, earth signs are compatible with earth signs, and air signs are compatible with air signs. That's easy to remember. But the other compatibility is air signs like fire signs. And if you think about how you build a fire, you cannot build a fire without a little bit of air, right? You can't just stack your logs with no air and make a fire. So air loves fire. And we know that earth loves water because it takes water to grow something in the earth. So that's a great way to just go, whoa, we've got compatibility by sign at the very least. Mm -hmm. And so let's say your mercury, um, well, your mercury and my mercury are not compatible. But don't you have Mercury in Aquarius?
1: Of course, I'm just about everything in Aquarius. Yeah, I thought so. Okay,
0: (laughs) and I have Mercury in Scorpio, so that's air sign and water sign. Those do not go well together at all. Uh Um, However, however, and that's my husband's Mercury too, and I married him, right? But we have so many other things that are compatible. For example, my Mercury, the way I communicate, resonates with your heart, your Pisces Moon. So mm. that's where we connect and we do have a heart connection. We also have a cerebral connection too, mm-hmm. but see, I have a connection to you through your heart. So I can probably be a person who opens up your heart or touches your heart or moves your heart mm-hmm. with the way that I speak. Is that
1: true? <laughs> that is totally, totally. Yeah. So that's, so- I mean, just, just knowing those little things, it's so enlightening, please continue. Well, what I was going to say is, so you
0: can take those primary planets, so that's going to be the sun, moon, Mercury, Mars, uh-huh. and Venus. And you can see if you've got them in compatible elements to the other persons. So it doesn't always have to be your two sun signs are compatible or your two Mercuries, or your two Venuses or your two moons. Mm-hmm. Um, but our moons, and I, I should say, but when your moons are compatible, it is um, really felt and when your minds, your mercuries are compatible, it's just like pop rocks. Now, one of the interesting things about people who have um, incompatible mercuries like me and you, you and I are both people who desperately, it's our mission to grow, to learn about differences. You and I are both uniquely like that. So you could see why us not having compatible mercuries would be something that we would both maybe sign. Scientific- sign up
1: for because it's Mm. in the nature of our growth work does
0: Mm -hmm. that make sense
1: it does so i want to interpret that um so so it whether or not someone has compatibility does not mean the relationship doesn't work it means it's an opportunity to grow to learn to you know um become even more by being compassionate with the other yes and learning
0: something really different. Yeah. And um, and if you're a person who likes to grow, you will love those incompatible, um, pieces of your sinistry. We call, we call two charts together
1: sinistry. Ah, so when you compare them, you're looking at one with the next. So that's a sinistry. I love that. Um, I just to reinforce, so the planets that you look at, uh, And so I heard you say, you know, the moon is like your heart. Mm -hmm. Can we go into that a little bit more? Like the moon represents heart. What else?
0: It also represents your mother. So your moon sign is going to tell you the story of your mama. And that's a pretty big deal. So I'll give you another little trick to look at in the chart. Look at your sun sign and look at your moon sign. And if there's harmonious, you know, the the earth and water, fire and air, or the same element, it's probably, um, it was probably an easier mother relationship to have, but if it's in a perilous place, if you will, if it doesn't have compatibility, if your moon doesn't have compatibility with your sun sign or any of those planets, it was probably a really challenging mom relationship. And that's kind of important because your mother relationship is your primary love source for the first seven years of your life, hopefully, hopefully. Right. Um, And that's going to shape the whole rest of your life. So, you know, nature versus nurture, astrology isn't everything. It just shows you the, the probable story that came out of your experiences in life. And then of course your free will has a play in that as well. Yes. So somebody who has a moon sign that's not compatible in their own chart, hopefully they can find a partner that brings real love to brings brings positive sinistry to their moon. Right. Sometimes yes. you find your healing agent outside of your
1: own chart fascinating Does um, that makes sense uh, yeah so when you said um it's it's i'm not sure if you use the words it's not predictive but um the best analogy i've heard is that uh, your astrology i mean it's a little bit like uh, it's it's kind of like the weather report it, you know it's information mm-hmm. that's there but you still have a choice
0: absolutely so if we know it's going to snow today which I call it snow, you said frost. I'm with Benny. <laughs> um, I woke up and said it's snowing and Joe said it's frost. <laughs> Anyways, if we know it's snowing outside and I don't set you up for, hey, Lauren, it's snowing outside. Let's pretend you're my child, I'm the mother. And I send and I just send you out there and you're in your bikini thinking it it's a sunny day. Um, I don't I don't set you up to have as many choices i i kind of set you up for a challenge right Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. knowing your astrology allows you to be set up in your own self for your gifts your natural gifts and for what's going to be a little bit challenging in your life and you know i have a mercury in scorpio so i love looking at challenges it's a little bit of my problem because I don't look at a chart and immediately go, Oh, you have this blessing and this blessing and this blessing. I feel like the person probably already knows that. I think they want to be in touch with what's not working. Right.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, this is so exciting. I want to, um, let's continue for just another minute or two on the notion of the planet. So the moon is like your heart and it yes. also represents the mother. Yes. And then, um, let's take a moment on Venus and Mars, and then we're going to go to break.
0: Okay, Venus is what you value. Venus is your relationship to beauty and your relationship to aesthetics, your relationship to Venus is going to show me what's important to you. It also has a secondary meaning in the chart where it is your money, it's your financial resources. Um, but it is your worth in life and how you perceive your own worth. So it in your own chart. If your sun and your Venus, let's say, are incompatible, you struggle a little bit, this lifetime is going to be about you finding your worth, knowing that what are your resources and also your preferences, what you like, what is sweet to you, what makes you feel comfortable and happy. You have to think of Venus as the sugar in the chart.
1: Right. Hmm, I love it. And so, and the archetype, right? This is an archetypal language. So, Venus, the goddess of love. So, that makes sense. You can think about it represents within you what you love, what you appreciate, what you value. Okay. That's clear.
0: And you can see high Venus people out there in the world because they lead with love. They're usually beautiful. They're creating harmony and peace. They hate conflict. And if you have a really big Venus, that's Venus with a V you are probably conflict avoidant. So too much of a good thing, just like too much sugar, right? Is not a good thing. What would a really big Venus mean? A really big Venus is Venus rising Venus in positive aspect to everything in the chart, Venus out of bounds. You know, we didn't talk about out of bounds planets, but that's just sort of like venus on steroids um if all your planets lead into venus um if venus is sitting right on your sun and your mercury you know so having a really big venus so uh venus is tricky because um you know my teacher once told me it's like margaritas, you know. One margarita is great, but twenty margaritas can kill you. So much <laughs> of a good thing is not a good thing. Yeah. And just quickly moving on to Mars. Mars is your life force energy. So I talk about it like this way. Um, Mars is sort of mm, it's your life force energy. It's what I would call. I know it is the god of war, but I like to I like to talk about it in a more pragmatic term. It's a knife. If you're stranded on a desert Island and you can bring one thing and you bring a knife, you're bringing Mars. So Mars is a weapon and a tool. And it is what is keeping you alive right now. It's what's, it's so important because it is your life force energy. And when you took your vitamins this morning, you were probably coming from a Venus. I value that, but Mars, I want to live. So Mars has a big torque to it and it has a big power in it. And so if you have a big Mars, you're probably coming in with the knife as a weapon rather than a knife as a tool. So wow. Mars is a really, you know, funny. It's a, it's, it's a funny, funny thing. And people who have a soft Mars, you can tell, and people who have a loud Mars, you can feel it. So Mars is, um, also the warrior inside of you. It's the part if Lauren, you and I were walking down a back alley and somebody tried to take advantage of us or accost us,
1: we would show our Mars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. So this is helping so much. We're going to take a short break, but I want to come back and, and explore more of how we can understand what each of these planets these archetypes mean and what it represents inside of us and we're going to go into more detail so this is manson mitchell we're going to be right back with meredith Fromke after a short break you're listening to manson mitchell on alternative talk am 1150
0: staying connected with gary mance and suzanne mitchell is easy just go to mansonmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests
1: She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com.
0: exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150.
1: This is Manson Mitchell. My name is Lauren Archer, and I'm your guest host today. And we have been talking about your astrological love language with evolutionary astrologer Meredith Fromke of Soul Navigation. Meredith, before we continue, how can people learn more about getting their own chart done and can people contact you to get a personal reading and learn more about what we're talking about
0: absolutely you know i have a team of readers my calendar is kind of it it books up fast but if you want a personal reading or you want me to look at your chart or somebody from my team you can just go to soul navigation s-o-u-l navigation.com And if you want a chart or a report, the starter package is a great way just to see where your planets are and and get the little report on what it all means. And you can just click the shop tab. But if people really want to learn, they can get their natal chart from my shop and then they can go over to my YouTube channel, just soul navigation, astrology and tarot. We do tarot readings too. And um, they can start learning. They can start learning. They can become a member for $2 and get all my behind the scenes, my more technical videos. And you will see, you can learn pretty fast with all of my videos. And we just, we go a little deeper than just sun sign astrology. And I just, if I could give one message to anybody out there, if you've just sort of been stuck in sun sign astrology, I want you to know there's so much more to it. There's just Mm -hmm. so much more to it. When you look at horoscopes, you really have to look for your moon sign. You have to look for your rising sign. You have to look at the horoscope for your sun sign. So not just your sun sign.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, I've just got to put in a a kudos to you for how you have created such valuable teachings all available for free on your YouTube channel. And that's soul navigation on YouTube. Um, Meredith has gone through like you know, Mercury through the signs or, you know, Mm -hmm. Venus through the signs. I mean, you can really drill down and get into detail. And so um, you I'm just so impressed with what you have created in terms of education for people. So um, if you had one tip to give people about even just, you know, how to find out if you like somebody, if you're going to get along, what what Mm -hmm. would be the one tip?
0: You know, the one thing that I've found through, I mean, thousands upon thousands of readings, and you can feel it. So I want you to, I want you to test my, my, my tip or my trick. And that is, is that when you meet somebody who you really like, go look at their moon sign. And I mean, like, really like, like, (gasps) I cannot believe how well this person get like, I don't even know why I like this person like one of those things, they probably have the same moon sign as you. So I'll just tell you it is impossible. It's close to impossible to not fall in love with and I'm talking, you know, grandparents to small children's to small children, puppies, you know, um, and your, your niece, your nephew, friends, strangers, the mailman. It doesn't matter. So when I say fall in love, I just mean fall in love with the spirit of a person who has the same exact moon sign as you. It is really tough. Like if you don't like that, if you don't like a person who has the same moon sign as you, then they have something else really big in their chart, but it is almost impossible to not that, fall in love with your own moon sign because that's that your heart. A great tip. I love that um, more so than your sun sign. You're not going to like every single Aquarius out there. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just not but it's going to be hard for you to
1: not fall in love with a Pisces moon sign. I love that. Well, so we're talking about, you know, Aquarius, Pisces, Scorpio, these types of things. Um, Can we just take a minute and go through each of the signs, uh, starting with Aries, giving people a sense, you know, one of the things about the signs for me, I think of them as like, um, as like characters in a play, they all have an archetype. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about like, you know, what, what is an Aries and, and uh, what, what do we need to know? Or what are some of the upsides? And then just quickly, I know that's, that's a big ask. <laughs> Short yeah, and of time.
0: Distilling the whole entire sign down to one word is really tough. So I might not pick the very best word off the top of my head. And I don't have this planned or scripted or anything. So this is just coming from my heart, but I do do one hour videos on each of the signs. Oh,
1: okay. Well, yeah. Let's send people to soul navigation on YouTube, yeah. check out the videos because you to can really the, go deep. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. go deep,
0: but we can do one word archetypes for sure. And so I would say with Aries, um, this is going to be the Maverick Aries, If you're an Aries, you are going first at something um in your in your life you are first out think of those brave pioneers that moved from new york city all the way to to oklahoma you know God, the guts it took. And they had nothing. They had no resources, really. So the bravery of Aries is the standout. For Taurus, I would say it is the stable builder. These people can build something from the bottom to the top, and they can grow things slowly, and they have steadfast patience. Gemini, I would say, is the great networker. If you're so lucky to have a Gemini in your life, they're probably connecting you to. Um, everything. And cancers, I would say is the, is the mother archetype, but it's the nurturer. So I want you to think about you in the hospital and the nicest nurse comes in and says, how can I make you feel better? That's cancer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Leo, well, I would just say, gosh, Leo is, um, mm, boy, the kind of the, the, creative, the masterful creative, sort of the, the, Um, David Copperfield on the stage or Cher, you know, it's the superstar creative, the person who has great self-expression that wants to be seen through their creativity and to create. It's kind of interesting. It goes a little bit deeper than that with, with all of them, but with Leo. And that is think about making something out of nothing to create the creation of life. So it's pretty Leo's pretty powerful that way. And then Virgo is, we could say the perfectionist, we could say the critic, but I like to talk about it. And there's, I'll just tell you, my channel is dedicated to Virgos because I think Virgos get really deeply misunderstood. And I would say they are about self-mastery and becoming the true mentor in life. Um, Yeah, I'll leave it at that. And then we've got Libra is the diplomat, the great negotiator. I kind of consider Libra like the Rubik's cube. They are so brilliant. They too are misunderstood. Like, oh, they're the relationship sign. No, not just that. They are the chess master. So I call them the the knight in the chess game, you know, up to and over one or, or over two and down one They're they can mm-hmm. see around corners. Wow. Scorpio is the transformer. And so they go where angels fear to tread. Like they go in, they're the ghostbuster, <laughs> you know, wow. oh, yes. and yeah. they will transform energy. They're great healers that way. Sagittarius, I say they are the Dalai Lama meets Indiana Jones, truth crusading through life. You know, what is the truth in the, and, and maybe the the quester. Then I would say uh, Aquarius is the great humanitarian, and um they are here for, for kind of to save humanity. um Capricorn is wow. How do I describe Capricorn in one sentence? They are too a builder, but they are they are the master. Capricorn is here as the wise master, really learning how to operate in this world in this dimension and creating tangible successful results that put them at at the front um success is um sort of what they wear on their forehead Mm -hmm. and then with pisces i would say um they are one with the cosmos they're here to understand the cosmic energy in the world beyond this earth And so there's a great visionary and um, um, Pisces is quite nebulous. It's hard to describe, but when you meet a Pisces, you will see the cosmic
1: energy inside of them. So that's my quick take. Thank you. That is fantastic. So, so for our listeners, I want you to get a sense of what you just heard, right? So that was just a little bit of a taste of some of the energies of each of the 12 signs in the Zodiac. And then what we had been talking about earlier are the planets. So you can think of the signs as being the archetypes of, you know, the energies, but the planets wear those signs like a costume, right? So, so we could have Venus wearing an Aries is very different than Venus wearing a Libra. So do you see where we're going with the complexity of this? Absolutely.
0: I love that Lauren. So the planets do something, and then the signs show you how they do it ah so that's, that's perfect for what it. they look like or yeah. or how how they feel on and so you're absolutely absolutely right that and and that's why and then there's another layer too which we won't go into but it's houses And you can only know the houses if you know your birth time. And so knowing your birth time is really important. So I invite all the listeners out there to go and get your birth time before, before you go and get a gorgeous natal chart from my shop, soulnavigation.com. And I love my charts. You can go get a free one on the internet. That's no big deal. But on my charts, I show you so much more than you'll get on a free chart. And it's so much easier to read. It's kind of. Kind of takes a minute to be able to read the wheel. You know, it's complex. It's going to have the the entire, you know, the entire solar system that you're mm-hmm. going to be looking at. But one of the things I wanted to say is, you know, if you can, if you're listening to this later, you can rewind and go back to those different, those different descriptions that I made about those signs. So let's say you have an Aries moon. Well, you have that maverick heart, but let's say you are a Pisces. Well, now you have a relationship with the with the cosmos with the universe with life after life with reincarnation where with your soul um and so how do those two things work together maybe you're an edgar cayce you know where you're making inroads blazing new trails like a pioneer into understanding the universe or the world or energy or chakras um uh at a at a in with making incredible discoveries around that subject. So yeah. you have to blend the two to understand you.
1: Yeah. And there's going to be contradictions sometimes, right? People will have contradictions. You've got, you know, the, these kinds of energies that are leaning towards softness and gentleness and love. And then these kinds of energies, that are more fire. And then how do you even deal with that within yourself and then with relationships? So yeah, it is quite complex.
0: And masculine, the masculine signs produce something. They're the extroverts they go outward. And then the feminine signs are, are introspective and introverted. And so another quick trick for that is you can just go around the Zodiac and you can figure out, are you masculine? Are you a masculine sign or a feminine sign? And you can just say, you know, inward or outward, but so Aries starts with masculine, then Taurus is feminine, then Gemini is masculine, cancer is feminine. And it goes like that around the Zodiac in order.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. (laughs) When we, when we first started, you started going down a path, and I think I pulled you back because I didn't want to go too deep, but you mentioned evolutionary astrology and the nodal axis. So for, for those listeners who are a little bit more advanced, and I know uh, the Manson Mitchell audience, we've got uh, some really uh, intelligent explorers out there, um, there is something called the North node and the South node in the chart. So can you help us understand a little bit about your perspective as an evolutionary astrologer? Um, What does that tell us about um, where we came from in this life and where we're going?
0: Well, those who believe in reincarnation that the soul never dies, the soul lives eternally. And this body is just on loan to us in this lifetime. That's me, and I believe that your South Node shows your previous lifetimes and the lessons, the lessons and the challenges that you faced. I also believe it shows how you left those lifetimes, and then the North Node, I believe, is your North Star and where you're headed in your next lifetime. And you will start to dabble with that energy in this lifetime, and depending on where it's at in your chart you might not be very good at your north node you might not have any support for your north node in your chart you also might have your north node on your sun sign and so this lifetime would be shaped um in a very unique way because it's also what you are trying to learn for your next lifetime and uh, the north node this is how i describe it i describe if i put you out in the middle of the ocean on a raft and there were no lights around. There was no, no land anywhere. And then off way out there, you saw a lighthouse with a red light um, as your beacon. And you knew if I want to get off this raft and to shore, I have to follow that beacon. That is the North node. That's the calling in your chart. That's sort of the ache. So that's not who I'm being right now. That's what I need to develop in myself and become. And so I, I've done full two hour readings just on the nodal axis, not even looking at the sun sign. And a person has said to me, a client has said to me, how do you know me so well? Like, how do you know Mm -hmm. this? You haven't even talked about me being a Leo. And Mm -hmm. it's because that nodal access is so profound. That's where all the secrets lie in that nodal access.
1: Wow. It's, it's still, it's astonishing how, we can learn so much about ourselves and relationships and connect and communicate with others. So what if more people had this information? How how might it change how right. we relate to others, you know? I'm I'm thinking about can we be compassionate when we when we learn that somebody for example, you know, has um, you know Saturn aspecting something about their emotions and you know are closed down and we and they just don't have the capacity to share in a certain way I don't know I'm just tossing that out but
0: absolutely but you can also it's also a really good indicator if that's something if that's a relationship that is even worth having for you like you can mm-hmm. save yourself a lot of headache and heartache too just by saying I that I can't deal with that I just mm-hmm. I can't I can't grow that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think knowing my child's chart has made me a better mother. I will tell you, I gave birth to somebody who is so opposite of me. And I, I guess God knew I could handle it because I was an astrologer, but if I did not have astrology, and by the way, I sell a phenomenal child's report that just saved my bacon enough. So many times I have a 16 year old and she's just quite different than me. And so this Really, learning her astrology allows me to parent from her needs, not my projections of what
1: I think she needs. Wow! And so, so it's that's, yeah, and that's available it's, in your shop, right? The Child Report. Yeah, and, and didn't I hear you say you can even run that on yourself?
0: Oh gosh, I did. I ran that on myself, and what I found out and what I loved is, and it almost brought tears to my eyes because it was so accurate. I got to see, um, you know again, I got to kind of re-experience who I was as a child. Like, wow, I I did have a big imagination. Wow. I was interested in esoteric things that kind of got squashed out of me at that time, you know? And so it was really a gift to myself to read that report, that child's report about me, you know, as an adult, because it allows you to have compassion for your your own self and where your natural gifts lie. And a lot of people, a lot of people have gotten their natural gifts kind of squashed out of them due to not just cruel parents, but life.
1: Right. Well, society, culture, we have so, so much of an emphasis on left brain, linear ways of thinking, external measures of success, uh, that often the, the right brain, the creative, the spiritual, the soulful gets pushed aside. So having this information is like learning another language, but it's an archetypal language. It's a language of the heart and a language of the soul. And it can give you another way to understand yourself, and those you love. So I want to make sure everybody once again knows how to find you and it's soulnavigation.com. Um, anything else you want to share about, um, you know, what you've got available in your shop?
0: Gosh, I have tons, but the first thing I do want to say
1: is the gorgeous
0: natal chart is I made it affordable for everybody because that's where you would start. Now you wouldn't necessarily be able to know how to read that. So you probably need to buy a report to go with it. Um, I think my most popular report that kind of just flies off the shelf and it makes a phenomenal gift too, is the lover's package. And in the lover's package, you get your chart, your partner's chart, and then you get their whole deep natal report, like who are they in the world? And then you get yours. And then you get the synastry between the two of you, like my moon does this to your moon, my moon. And uh, it's quite complex because if you think about it, you've got the two luminaries, the sun and the moon, and then you have all of the planets and you have to look at how my sun goes with every single one of your planets. And what does that mean? And then how your sun goes with every single one of my planets. And so the love in the lovers package, that report for the lovers is really cool because it shows me how I affect you and how you affect me. It shows me, it shows me you from your perspective of me. So it's kind of cool.
1: So it's a great tool. Yes. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know that was available. So it's like taking the invisible, the unconscious in these character traits and making it visible, making it explicit so that you can work with it and see and learn and be more compassionate. Oh my gosh. That is so amazing. I, I do love that so much. And you
0: can run a lover's report on somebody who you're not in a sexual relationship with, just somebody who you love. And, yeah.
1: and still get information. Yeah. What about working relationships, working partnerships? I'm thinking, for example, you know, I, I'm working with a gentleman who um, has all this Leo uh, in his seventh house and my North node is in Leo. And okay. so, and I remember you telling me, you need a Leo to yes. help you,
0: <laughs> you know, Yeah. work worth
1: that North node. You're going to love them, but they're going to drive you nuts because they're your
0: opposite. So let's talk about that super fast. Okay. So you can just, um, you can kind of just, um, cut the Zodiac in half after Virgo. So if you put it in order, cut it in half after Virgo and then realign it. So Libra is the opposite of Aries, right? Scorpio is the opposite of Taurus and on and on. Sag is the opposite of Gemini and on and on. And so when you meet your opposite, this is a per now, this is not necessarily, um, it, a, a a hard aspect. However, it it's like this person has the things that you don't have, so you're looking at your own shortcomings when you meet your opposite. So this Leo partner of yours probably has a flamboyance that you might not have. You are more reserved, probably. Am I right? I don't know.
1: Yeah it's uh, it's a it's a level of being able to connect. I think um, with mm. all my Aquarius, right? It's it's harder for me to. To connect relatedly and watching the ease with which this person like initiates relationships and connects. All his Leo stuff happens to be in the seventh house, but we're not going to go there. But you know what I mean? Right. So there's, right. yeah, yeah.
0: But yes. So you're working with somebody who came out of the womb oozing charm.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Right. And, and you and know, I'm like, how do you to
1: do that? Yeah. <laughs> we
0: have to learn what charm is. We have to go to charm school. They're teaching charm school. Right. Yes. Yes. So the, your opposites, um, are really important teachers for you, but just really quick, just to give a last little trick or hack that is, is find your North node, then go out there in the world and find a person who is of that same sign of your North node. And that is your greatest teacher in life.
1: Meredith, you are so wise and so compassionate and such an amazing teacher. Thank you so much Aww. for sharing this. I know it's a ton of information and we could only scratch the surface. So I want to remind people they can go to soulnavigation.com and find you on YouTube, Soul Navigation. Any closing words before we sign off for the day? Well,
0: I just really appreciate the opportunity to get to talk to you, Lauren. I love you and I love this show. And thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Benny, I want to thank
1: you too for being the master engineer in the studio. Pleasure, ladies. Pleasure. Yeah, I've had so much fun guest hosting for Gary and Suzanne. I hope they're off having fun. And I want to thank uh, everybody for tuning in. Have a great week and join Manson Mitchell next week on Alternative Talk AM 1150.